welcome to Open Hands, a podcast exploring spirituality, mental health, and the space in between. I'm your host and fellow wanderer, Sarah Nickerson. This week, our guest is my good friend Joel, who I've known since high school. He shares his experiences around growing up Jewish and how his religious and spiritual beliefs have changed over time. Thanks for being here. Well, Joel, my friend, my dear friend from long ago, welcome to Open Hands. Very glad to have you as a guest today. Um, thanks for having me, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. So like, I obviously I know you from high school. We went to high school together. We were in band together and we were close friends, probably like, I don't know, what was it? Like freshman year, sophomore year? I can't remember. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably freshman and sophomore year. When I was still in band. And then we kind of lost touch until like, a year ago or two years ago now when I had a dream about you where we were in the apocalypse together. <laughs> and so I thought, I'm going to reach out to Joel. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in 15 years. And now we talk all the time and are the greatest of friends. So that's how I know you, but however you'd like to introduce yourself, go ahead. Uh, I'm Joel Sefi Glazer. I live in Philadelphia. I play the piano and I make music Cool. and um, teach piano as a job. What kind of music do you make? Uh, you know, a lot of different types of music. <laughs> um, a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I studied jazz and I've played classical music since I was four mm. and um, I record music that's really uh, trippy maybe is a good way to yeah. maybe another way to describe it is like magical um, it is magical that's a great that's how I would describe it yeah I, I am like an aspiring wizard uh, of <laughs> music and um, yeah I have a solo project called Sefi and mm. I'm in a band called Sunstep Nice, nice. And I, I do things with my my music friends sometimes. Like 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 concerts, like, like what other, kind of things? Like like uh, sorry, like uh, <laughs> like collaborations. And, um, we go for walks in the park. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true too. That's how it goes. Nice. Well, what has your pandemic been like? What's been the highlights? What's been the lowlights? What's been the lights? Um, well, the lowest light that I feel, uh, the biggest shadow that I feel is, uh, not being able to go see live music. Mm. Uh, Cause that's, that was like a real thing that, you know, a, a surefire way to have something to look forward to. Yeah. And connect <laughs> in that way. And in general, like, I am feeling a bit stir-crazy and uh, cooped up. Um, 
Like Amen. I used to do things. Um, <laughs> now I do no things. <laughs> yeah, now I don't do much. I cook <laughs> and I make ice cream and uh, and I play the piano and I have video games now. That's been a new thing. I got yeah. a video game. Got into the, the gaming world. It's, it's just out of sheer boredom. I've seen a lot of movies. That's been pretty nice. What's been the best movie you saw? Oh, dang. I don't know. Uh, Semi-best movie. Think of, What's a movie you saw? It's, I, it's been, <laughs> I went through a, a, horror, a horror kick right at the start because I think me and my pals were like, whoever I was caught up with, we were like um, trying to find something scarier than the reality mm. around mm. us. Mm. And um, my special lady friend and I watched a bunch of horror movies that were, some of them were pretty good, uh, like interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and like, definitely in terms of art that stays with you. Um, yeah, like Hereditary was creepy and Ugh. messed up. And it was, I don't think I can see stuff. it. We went through it like all, yeah. I'm scared Probably, of it. It's a little rough. I think I we watched the uh, that dude's other movies first or Midsummer. That was kind of messed up too. Um, and we yeah we we watched the Babadook and the Wicker Man and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All these horror movies that, that I had never seen because I, I don't know. It's just not really my style. Yeah. So I'm branching out. You know, I'm trying new things. I, you know, whatever. It's a good Whatever's hobby out there i'm also willing to try i would i am a big fan of this one that i just watched i can't remember if i told you about it but it's called uh the happiness of like cory's mm. horror comedy musical oh it's a little long but it's i give it a seven bags of popcorn that's how we rate things in in my among my roommates <laughs> That's a good seven amount. Out of 10. Seven, 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 seven bags of regular popcorn, or is it like cheesy popcorn or spicy popcorn? Just regular um, popcorn. Reg, regular, yeah. Maybe butter, a little bit of butter. That's a good hobby. If someone was like, hey, what's your hobby? And I was like, being scared. I'd want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I just like that. Yeah, I mean, like, there are people who try to find haunted places and when I, yeah, I don't know. That's not really exactly a hobby of mine is like being scared, <laughs> but in a movie, it's just, uh, it's a little more fun. It's a little yeah. more, you know, how, how fucked up can a movie really make you, you know? Oh no, man. Am I allowed to say fuck? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. This is not a oh, PG fuck. podcast. <laughs> When, whenever I curse, I'm just going to make an echo, too. So it'll just be like, fuck, 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 fuck. So um, you, you, I mean, obviously, you know, here on Open Hands, we talk about spirituality, mental health, and you grew up Jewish and then kind of transitioned into a different space. Do you want to talk about that? I can, I can point to like a moment in my life when, when my whole belief in God really like the first time I really questioned it was when 
George Bush got reelected. And um, in part because I had like prayed so much against that. Mm. And um, I'm not, I don't think that it's cool to just like expect things from your God, but also I felt ridiculous for having put effort in in a way that showed no tangible sign of, uh, you know, affecting reality. Mm. Yeah. Um, did that mean, yeah, I mean did you then just I, and, believe that God didn't exist or was it more of like um, this particular God doesn't exist? Like, what was that like for you? Well, that was like, at least opening the door to agnosticism, mm. acknowledging that the, that it's really hard to know. Um, and I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, I just have not experienced a thing in my life that, you know, I feel like some people experience some something messed up enough that they're fear fear driven God stuff. Mm. I I never really had that fear driven. Yeah god stuff um but yeah i don't i don't know um it wasn't it wasn't so bad it just made me feel like a little bit resentful of all the Mm. religious activities which i think like it's kind of a shame because in judaism some of that stuff is like pretty beautiful or maybe you know slightly like mystical and some of the ways that i feel about other things are the ways that some Jews feel when they're praying and doing Jew stuff but <laughs> that's not really I I don't really feel that anymore did you um, grow up in a pretty traditional Jewish household or like what was your experience with Judaism like growing up yeah I mean we when I was a, a young one living in Columbus Ohio like we went to a conservative synagogue that was like um that felt kind of real Mm -hmm. and I guess I only say that compared to where we ended up when we moved to Williamsburg Virginia which was like inside of a suburban looking house yeah in like close to colonial Williamsburg like basically on the campus of William and Mary where you know five people showed up (laughs) that might be a good turnout (laughs) and it was super liberal and not really concerned with um adhering strictly to tradition or anything Mm. um my dad was kind of outraged and Mm. hated hated it for a long time and then like grew to accept it and then rabbi there sylvia skolnick she's cool she's fine she's kind of like kind of hippy dippy stuff yeah and uh that's that's pretty agreeable was your mom um, the same way or was she also more open to it no my mom was a little more yeah she, my mom could get into it hmm. she could get into it um i mean i think coming from when they they lived in Colombia, and uh that's like the jewish communities there were like at times you know super orthodox and it wasn't really cool to be a woman in a synagogue because you know you're separated you're in like the back row you're not actually 
allowed to participate in the in the service and like it's just uh it seems unpleasant there's unpleasant things about it like you don't get to sit with your whole family because the men in the family need i don't know it's it's supposed to be something like to not distract the men from their prey time which is interesting um (laughs) like i don't know it's easy for me to judge all these things because i don't believe that they're helping the world Mm -hmm. in their in their uh rituals Mm. and and words um but at least like the thing is like then yeah in williamsburg it was like a woman rabbi some often praying in, in english and um just uh kind of keeping it loose yeah um so you sorry what was the question no that's fine you answered a bunch okay. of them so you you pretty much continued to practice judaism throughout high school yeah and then was it like yeah. towards the end of high school that you kind of started to move away from it or uh i would say by the end of high school i was already an atheist what how did your parents feel about yeah. that what was that like uh pretty chill pretty chill i mean my dad uh if you ask him he says that he sometimes believes in god mm. and so i think it's easy for him to uh understand where i'm coming from yeah do your parents still but participate I think, yeah, I think, in the rituals yeah. as well or did they also kind of yeah okay yeah yep they they're still jews and um they're still practicing jews i would say but just kind of without like maybe a deep personal belief or it's like an on and off kind of thing. No, I, th- I think it's just loose. Yeah, yeah. I think for my mom, I think if you ask her about like, the thing is there's like a difference between believing in God and believing in like, well, the everybody may have a different definition. Probably mm. everybody does have a different way of defining God or whatever. And if you get loose enough, you know, you might be able to get me to say that I believe in God, but you have Mm -hmm. to get so loose that it's nothing like, um, it's definitely not the Jewish God. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, uh, there's just like, I can acknowledge like, uh, spirituality stuff in a, in a way that just, as long as it doesn't have to do with, uh, this this like conventional god idea yeah like not what the kind of maybe some of the more major religions of the world would would offer as who god is it's more of like you're saying you're holding a like more space for the possibilities of what god could be yeah i mean and it's also like i don't care (laughs) so it doesn't matter yeah like i don't think that there's a god worth praying to you know i think it's just that if if you want to get into the loosest definitions of god like acknowledging some sort of force that exists in the universe like that's vague enough that how could i deny it you know (laughs) 
that's it means it means very little yeah well and that's something that you and i talk a lot about because we i mean i also come from a very religious upbringing and um i still incorporate a lot of different pieces of spirituality into my life and and one of the things that we talk a lot about sometimes is sort of um your belief in nihilism and I'd love to hear more about for you how that kind of maybe is differs from being agnostic is the same unrelated um I think it's a little it's a little unrelated mm. uh I mean, it, no, I, I don't know how to say it. It's not like the same, it's not the same subject uh, as like my religion. It's more of a, like an outlook on life. It's yeah. not even, even, I, I feel like it's not even like the strongest uh, philosophy. Even. Mm. Like it's more of deciding in, it's both deciding what you care about and what you don't care about. Mm how would you trying to yeah how would you define it like for you what does it mean when you say that you're nihilistic in your philosophy or belief system um basically that nothing matters unless i decide it does mm. like the the um default state is not mattering mm. like many of the things that we think are important you know, society tells us a lot about what's important. Right. And it's up to us whether we listen to what that is or not. You know, for some people, mm. the the most important thing is like their marriage or right. their finding a spouse. Mm -hmm. And you know, you don't have you don't have to think that. Right. There's nothing that says that that is the most important thing. Like, why, why would you prioritize that over, say, friendship or, mm. I don't know, yeah. your, you know, whatever you feel passionate about. Right. So assigning meaning to the things that you feel are meaningful rather than what maybe the world or society would tell you. Yep. That's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> How do you, so I know that you struggle with depression, as do I what does this like does nihilism help you with that is that something that kind of brings you comfort or what does bring you comfort when you're in that darker space oh uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> could be anything could be nothing it, it, i mean or does it even matter like is it i want to say i want to yeah I want to say that it's not related, but I also know that it is because like a lot of times when I'm super sad, it's in part, you know, I'm definitely thinking, oh, nothing matters. Mm. And it's easy to go down the slope of like nothing matters. So my life doesn't matter. So like, why don't I just fucking kill myself? Right. Or, you know, um, some negative thoughts about, you know, like self-esteem, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Self-esteem is like a thing for when you're sad. Like if you feel like you have no, no oh, tambourine. If you have no value <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it definitely, uh, it doesn't help necessarily, uh, except on the flip side. 
of things where like you know if you're really if you're really that down then like then like infinity it like this sometimes i you know i think about uh suicide and like the thing is there's always some activity i would want to do before i die you know mm-hmm. i i gotta get my bucket list shit and there's a way that like that's kind of related to nihilism mm. like i've decided a couple things matter enough that i want to hold off to to do them mm. and um fuck i don't know no that makes sense like it, it's like uh to me, it's not like it's almost like if you can determine what's important to you or what's meaningful to you, at least sometimes some of those negative thoughts or negative feelings about yourself can kind of um, be relieved by that. Because it's like, I don't know, at least for me, a lot of the negative thoughts and feelings can kind of come from feelings of hopelessness or feelings of, of, um, what other people think about like some of like you said some of the, those like negative cognitions and so if I can instead direct my attention to like this thing that's important to me this thing that I feel brings my life meaning then I can see why that would be comforting because it's sort of like moving away from um some of that other crap that's like outside of ourselves that can kind of contribute to our depression totally Totally. You got it, Sarah. You figured it out. <laughs> no. I wonder though, like for you, you, you figured out what I was saying. <laughs> I was wondering for you, like, does does that inform then how you move through the world in regards to other people? So, like, how do you determine what is important to you in terms of how you want to give back to the world or relate to the world around you or relationships or things like that? I, I struggle with that sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's hard. I think um, there have been a lot of times in my life when I want to, I want people to see how, like, something that matters to someone else doesn't matter at all to me and creates a conflict. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I have, then it's a struggle, uh, like, sometimes uh from both sides you know to try to change to to be able to relate to each other Mm. or at least in a specific way yeah but yeah i think it's hard it makes it hard does it also um, yeah go ahead well just like the spouse example i gave earlier like if if you don't care about the concept of a spouse um and you're and you happen to love someone who wants to have a spouse or be a spouse then it can be you know that's like the type of place that has a lot of challenges if you you Mm. know because you're trying to relate to somebody else and the way they believe is totally uh different yeah so like trying to figure out how to to still stand rooted in your own belief system while also, I guess, making room for, for somebody else or even deciding if that's what is going to work for you or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think 
like it's it's almost easier with religion with disagreements in religion because there's almost this expectation that however you were born is the religion you are right um like whoever your parents were have predetermined what you're like I, I don't know too many people whose parents were like these are all the religions you get to pick right um are you if, glad i think if i had to pick yeah i would go baha'i but mm. i'm not positive are you glad for your religious upbringing like do you feel like it's something that has positively shaped you or or do you feel like indifferent towards it or how do you feel about it uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I'm not like um, I'm not like ashamed to be Jewish. I think it's like it. It was weird for me because I lived in a place where it was a, you know, I was a minority and yeah. still kind of you know white looking. Um, but like the same kind of uh mean shit that happens to uh minorities like that stuff happened to me or yeah. my sister right. or I don't know about my younger sister but you know for sure people said shit to us uh and it was like normal and it didn't you know it coming from a place that had more Jews it was weird you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because nobody nobody up until second grade nobody would think like it, it mattered at all if right. I was a, a Jew. Right. Mm. So mm. like, yeah, and in a way like being uh, um, harassed for, for some part of your identity kind of like maybe makes you, at least for me, it maybe like made me hold on to it a little harder because mm. I had been like victimized in a way based on that. Mm-hmm. But um but it also makes you resent shit yeah like i I don't know i didn't choose to be jewish i didn't choose to be born so (laughs) these are not choices i made (laughs) yeah it's hard it's like i know for myself there are parts of my upbringing that i can look back on and be really thankful for and appreciative of but then there are also parts that i feel like you know, shaped me in a negative way, but even the parts that shaped me in a negative way, then like pushed me towards, you know, a healthier, more whole version of myself. And it's like all very complex. There's like not really a, um, I don't know, nothing's really black or white, but it seems like you've gotten to a place in your life where you feel comfortable with what you believe and how you believe it and how you move through the world. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I think, uh things like sometimes like extreme uh sad extremely sad things kind of just reinforce my belief systems in a way Mm -hmm. and um you know like i there's uh you know you you can you can find like probably a thousand tragedies a day right and uh and you can also probably find uh a thousand things that seem like miracles and 
Um, there, there's just too much that is outside of our control as people. And every bad situation you've been in, maybe there are aspects of it that you have control of. But there's definitely stuff that you have no say in. And so like letting go of your, you know, of your worries in a way, letting go of the, you know, you can put effort to, to change things and, and maybe it'll work. But if you, you could also not put any effort in and mm. maybe it would work too. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it would backfire, you know, that there's just to say <laughs> exactly like that. So you know, I, I don't, I don't know what, what, uh, what I'm saying, but I, I think like, it's easy to believe nothing matters if you, if you try a little. Mm. What do you think the purpose of life is? Um, I don't believe there's a purpose of life. It's just for here. I think here. it's like probably like a, a, a cool hang. <laughs> pretty chill chill hang good session this is that's what i'm going to name this podcast <laughs> a cool hang this episode is going to be a cool hang yeah but just like yeah we're just here to kind of like you know be here and i mean do you believe like that like love and justice and these things are important and and if so why yeah, yeah. Love is among, is I definitely agree that love is, uh, well, I think love is important. I think it is maybe even the most important thing mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, nothing makes a hang quite as cool as some love. <laughs> That's like my earliest memories of you. I mean, I've told you this before, but I think when I met you when I was a freshman in high school, I, you know, I was struggling. I was really struggling with the depression and just lots of self-esteem issues. And I just remember feeling so um, like welcome and warm in your presence. And I think you did a really good job at just kind of like loving, loving me for where I was and what was going on in my awkward, very socially awkward life. It was a cool hang. Um, that's nice to hear. I don't think it was like that for everybody. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> glad you got that. Well, I know you've said you felt really ragey in high school, but I don't remember. I mean, I remember you being totally, total, like I totally remember you pushing up against crap that was happening around us. But I also remember you as being like really kind and loving and warm. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to be remembered that way. Yeah, it was solid. (laughs) I mean, I think you're, you know, you're like, whatever that awkward stuff is, you know, I probably am pretty awkward too. Um, I think we just, uh, we got good vibes together. Yeah, we got got the, the greatest of weird, awkward vibes. Some of our conversations always kind of, I feel like spin out into the bizarre and like every time I'm talking to you, I'm always like in the grocery store or somewhere in public and I'm like screaming about bidets or some other. Yeah, I was going to say, are we about to talk? 
Is this the part of the podcast where we just <laughs> start talking about shoot the shit? <laughs> shoot the shit, 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 shit. It's literally shooting the shit. <laughs> because Joel, for those of you who don't know, which is probably everyone, is really into bidets. And every time we talk, we always kind of I'm not back. into bidets plural. It's it's not like plural. I'm singular I think bidet. My bidet is great. <laughs> yeah, I only really have used mine in uh, probably for for a good while now. I'm in the bathroom in case uh, I just wanted to narrate a little bit. That's where we always end up anyway. I'm sitting on my, I'm getting, I'm sitting down. <laughs> spray it out, okay. <laughs> well, here we are. I, I want one. Wait, I'm gonna. And every time I poop, you, I think you of you. That's like a high compliment, I think. I'm gonna get you one. I'm getting you one for your birthday. Yes. Or maybe I'll just get it for you right now. We're all we're both. Because I don't believe like dates and time matter. Only just that we're both Aries, and that that's important. A <laughs> yeah. I think time is yeah. a delusion and an illusion. It's a diluted illusion. Well, the day away. Is this good? Is this good podcast material? I think this is great. I'm pretty sure by the time people get to this point in the podcast, they'll be like, man, I'm really glad I stuck around for this. I hope so. I hope so. You know, the worst part about the bidet, though, is that your butt is wet afterwards. I actually always wanted to ask you, like, then what do you do? Do you wipe it with something? I kind of just like pat pat a wad of TP on there and then let it rip. You don't want to like you don't want to like uh, wipe the TP because then it's gonna get all uh, little bits of toilet paper stuck to your butt. Your ass, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. There's nothing worse than toilet paper remnants in your nether regions. It's like um, unpleasant. Yeah unsanitary well there's there are a bunch of worse things than that come on <laughs> i had a student when the, the toilet paper you know shortage was happening i had her on my other podcast at the school and i was like well yeah what do you think about that she was like you got a shower you just jump in there wrench your butt off she's like it's, it's not a problem she was like you don't need toilet paper you can use yes. other things <laughs> Look, that's, that's true. true. I guess yes. we do all have a giant bidet. It's called the shower head. <laughs> you could use it that way. Yeah, I mean the angles. The angles can, unless you have a handheld, the angles <laughs> can be a little tricky. <laughs> oh man, good times. Because you want that low. You want that low angle. You want that low shot. I want to know. I've never used a bidet. Ever. Uh-oh. Never ever in my life have I used one. Is the water cold? Is it warm? Can you set the setting? Yeah, mine is cold, unfortunately. I think you can set the setting. I didn't get the fanciest bidet. I'm not that fancy. Come on. Yeah. Not that fancy. It's good though, right? It's good for the environment. Sarah, I'm going to (laughs) get... It's okay. Uh, I don't know. Here, I'm I'm on eBay. I'm going to type in... You're going to get me a used bidet? The... no 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 it's gonna be brand new okay i mean that's um, fine if you also want to get a recycled a recycled bidet i bet i could make my own Whoa. bidet okay this one is this one it says it's the premium version wow 
I didn't know there Oh, so this one has a temperature control. Sick. Yeah, a little... Wait, do you, so a little pricey. I, how does that work? It is a little pricey, but I, I think you're worth it, dude. I think if you think um, about it, life is kind of like a bidet. Shit happens. Wow. And then the bidet sprays it away. It's sort of similar to nihilism, don't you think? <laughs> Uh, uh, yep yep yes I think, yes Sarah. i think i think maybe really i'll name good. the podcast the bidet a cool hang <laughs> sarah do you think i don't even know pro, like the thing is with the with the fancier bidet <laughs> i think you need a hot water hookup to your toilet yeah i don't know if and i have that i i mean it's I don't know if you have that either. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look up. I'm, you you just let me know, and then I'll. You'll send me your address. You'll send me your address, and we we're done talk. Yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you, and then we can. So I can mail you mail you this tissue. Regularly, okay. when we talk on the phone, we often talk on the phone when we're on the toilet anyway. So now we can bidet. Yeah. together while we're on the phone which <laughs> is a really special experience i look forward to that <laughs> too it's like, that's gonna be really fun it's kind of like having tea with somebody but it's like you're bidaying with someone and you know that both of you are gonna leave feeling satisfied and clean indeed indeed a cool hang everybody leaves happy empty everybody leaves empty well, on that note, I'm really glad to have had you on here today. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm glad to have had been on, been had on here. Been today. had on. It's been a cool hang, and I'm really glad that we <laughs> reconnected after 15 years of silence. And I'm super thankful for you and for the ways that we think so differently. I think you always kind of help me to chill the fuck out about things whenever I'm like, this matters so much. And you're like, no, it doesn't, Sarah, let it go. And that's good. It's good for me. So I love you, friend. Well, I love you too. And it's like, you know, it's been good to know you all this time. It's been a cool hang. That's right. We've been friends now for- Cool hang, Sarah. Been, I guess it's been like 15 years, 16 mm. years since we were youths. Mm-hmm. Youths. 16 years and one day. Yes, uh, two days. To the day. I got the app on my phone. <laughs> how long have you known Sarah? How long? <laughs> it's a very specific it's app. The, uh, you can long? download it on where how you can find my Sarah. Most apps. <laughs> All right. Love ya. Love ya. is produced, hosted, and edited by Sarah Nickerson. Theme music is by Sleeping at Last. 
You can find Open Hands on Instagram at Open Hands Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and be well.